Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to part two of this week's final Clash of the Titles February Fanny, the podcast that this February pits two movies with something in common, picked by fans of the show and puts them in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. On Monday's episode, we discussed if True Lies was Arnie Good, which means we're asking today if... Oh, shit. Marker. And action. On Monday's episode... Take three, Marker. On Monday's episode, we discussed if True Lies was Arnie Good, which means today we're asking if this movie is The Pits or Jolly Good Fun. It's the same joke as Monday, because why waste something that that's funny? Wait, let me start that is again. Is Arnie Good? Is Arnie Good? Yeah, is, is it Arnie Good? Ah, okay, okay yeah, right, let it, me just it. start. No, it's fine. This, no, is, no, this is all good. Now this is all good material. Now we're all on board. Places, people, places. On Monday's episode, we discussed if True Lies was Arnie Good, which means we're asking if today's movie is The Pits or Jolly Good Fun, as we talk 2005's Mr. and Mrs. Smith. We did it! We did it! I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie to you, there were times I just wanted to kill her, but... Uh, Likewise. Couldn't take the shot. <laughs> That's a good sign. Sometimes you have to battle through. Hmm. That's marriage, right? Yeah, you take your best shot and... Oh, we redid the house. Hmm. We did. Yes, we did. You know, there will always be challenges. Mm -hmm. Threats out there. So which film will we be wedded to and which will we want to divorce ourselves from? We'll have a winner at the end of the show, so let's get it on. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Keeping all that in, by the way. That was sure. very entertaining. Excellent. <laughs> Hello, Clash Butters. You look like Christmas morning. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. I'm Chris Tilly. So it is part two of this final Clash of the Titles, February Fanny, and the messy marriage melee that is 
True Lies versus Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Okay. Mm. Well done. Uh, we're recording slightly earlier than normal. Yeah, it's a morning record. And I need another coffee. Uh, right, as you well know, one film will be declared the winner in the verdict at the end of the show. Uh, once again, who do we have to thank for this clash, Chris? Mr. Rob Lawson. Uh, thank you very much for suggesting this pair. We're having a good time doing them. But also, this is officially our final February Fanny film. So thank you to everyone who sent in a suggestion because it was an avalanche of pairs that were sent to us. Uh, I think we nearly hit 650 this year for suggestions. And obviously we only did sort of eight pairings altogether, Mm. nine pairings. So yeah, much appreciated. They're all on file. Um, A lot of people suggested stuff we're thinking about doing anyway. So over the course of the year, I'm sure some of them will come up. Mm. Next week, one is definitely coming up. Mm. Uh, But just a big thank you to everyone who sent in lovely pairings, sent in nice things and um, nice messages. And we really do appreciate all of you. Yeah. Uh, some will definitely come up as well, because let's not forget that uh, Vicky often dips in to yeah. the listener suggestions. That's fine. Which, I think that's a good thing, as long as we, just as long as we acknowledge, if we remember to. Well, so why did you have such a go at me when I was like, maybe we'll just sort of do them sporadically throughout the year, and you were like, no, we're not doing that, and you've literally just said we can do it as long as we acknowledge them. No, in, t- in terms of sending them in, stop sending them in. I'm like Ringo Starr. Have you seen that Ringo Starr video where he asks for, to stop people? I'm, I'm warning you with peace and love. You've shown it, Stop me. sending me fan mail. With peace and love, peace and love, I'm warning you. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so brilliant because I think he's a prick anyway. And so when you showed me that, I was like, I'm right. <laughs> right. Shall we crack on with this? Yes. So, on Monday, V told lies that were true. Which means today, Chris is having a big bowl of all Brangelina. Chris, take us on a journey. Uh, Mr and Mrs Smug is a film about a couple who love themselves more than anything else in the world, including guns. And they really love guns. Mrs Smug even keeps hers in the oven. Anyway, both husband and wife are spies, but neither realises the other is a spy. Then when they find out, both Smugs try to kill each other, which somewhat undermines the sanctity of marriage, something these actors would know nothing about, (laughs) as they were too busy shagging behind Jennifer Aniston's back. Wow. That's one of the friends, Brad Pitt, and we love them as if they're our own friends. Well, apart from Matthew Perry. But I'm digressing. Some other stuff happens in the film. Then Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie get married in real life, but then it all goes horribly wrong and they have an acrimonious and very nasty divorce that's still going on to this day making the moralist movie Don't Fuck With The Friends. <laughs> wow. So Let's get that good. done. I just, yeah, it's out there. Now it's done. Uh, yeah. There's so much to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, one of my favourite synopses you've ever given. <laughs> really? Yeah, there was... Uh, <clears throat> wow. No, the blending of reality in this movie. Yeah, I felt like I wasn't going to talk about the personal life stuff in this film and then I just sort of well get it out of the way early on I find it all quite boring I didn't realise that was a joke a gun in the oven instead of a baby because they don't have kids they're assassins a gun in the oven that's good clever Um, so uh, Vicky when did you first see Smug and Smugger so in 2005, the job I had when we had nothing to do. One second. What? Am I sensing right off the bat that you do not have a lot of love for this film, or you just find them quite smug characters? We'll get into that. All right, fine. <laughs> I, I, but yes to the second thing you just said. Okay, that's why I did the whole smug. Got you. So smug I was thing. in an office, um, and we were allowed to and did a lot 
when we had nothing else on, we just sat around and read gossip magazines. So this is like me, 2005 me, 2004 or 5 me. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I've never read them before or since. But during that time, during that job, it was brilliant. And we just used to sit around drinking tea and reading absolutely all of them. And so when Brad and Angelina were, you know, they met on set and is it on or is it not? And then with him divorcing Jennifer Aniston, I was like, bloody hell, I've got to see this film. And then I saw it. And that's that. Oh, interesting. A lot of people saw this movie. I had no idea until I did my yeah. research this week just how big a hit huge. this was. Yeah, huge. Mad. It is mad. <laughs> so, but you're drawn to it because you're like, I'm going to see chemistry that is unreal. Mm. Uh, and maybe you do, maybe you don't. Uh, but even if they aren't having this affair, yeah. it's still like the pretty much the two hottest people in the world two getting on the world. screen. But so also that's they're looking hot as well. Yes. Look, yeah. 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 I don't think Peak either of them powers. have ever looked better than they do in this movie. She, he, him no, I agree with you. He's, you know, he's obviously a very, very attractive person, but she still, she just gets better, I think. Mm. Like, um, what was I going to say? Oh, and also good actors. It's not some people are hot on their shit at their mm. job, but they are two fantastic actors as well. So it's like just got everything going on. Yeah. Alex? Uh, so I was very excited about this movie because, as you know from our time at college together, big Doug Lyman fan. Yeah. I've probably watched Go more than any other film ever. Yep. Also love The Bourne Identity. And so I was excited about watching this Swingers too. I know, obviously, oh, I love Swingers. swingers. Yeah. So but Doug Lyman was like a big director to me. And I watched this and I thought it was okay. Mm. And a bit like True Lies on Monday, I never wanted to watch it again. Never had the desire to watch this again. But I was excited to watch it this week and... Whereas you went down at the end. I yeah. went at the end. Oh, that's good. Someone needs to. Yeah. Oh, I'm really. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm so surprised. I literally walked him to to this session, going, "I'm pretty sure this is going to be unanimous." So I'm 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 realizing that is not the case. Yeah. Ooh. Jeopardy. <laughs> You've got quite a job on your hands, actually. Mm. Have I? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice one. Um, <laughs> so I saw this. I don't think I saw it at the cinema. I think I, it was a video watch for me, and I really liked it at the time. I loved True Lies at the time. I liked Mr. and Mrs. Smith at the time. I don't like True Lies as much now. I don't like Mrs. and Mrs. Smith as much now. Yeah. So, so there is jeopardy from my yeah. side of the fence. We but... may have the deciding vote over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not if I vote first. Yeah, don't. Um, so let's do some behind the scenes stuff. I've got some good Doug Lyman stuff that I stumbled over at the last minute that <clears throat> we might digress a bit, but I think you'll be interested, Alex, being uh, a Lyman fan. Yeah, he's got some incredible stories about the way he does things. Mm. Yeah, not good. Um, oh, I'm thinking of a different story. <laughs> let's uh, let's dig in. So, screenwriter Simon Kimberg wrote the first draft of this screenplay for his master's thesis at Columbia University Film School. Do you like those stories, Vicky, where they did them at school? I do. I'm good for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It also shows you how long you have to rewrite something <laughs> before it sees the light of day. Very good point. So he said, the idea came from my passion for Hong Kong action films. They were cool, sleek, sexy and kinetic. And all that became the framework for my original draft. And you can see that. You can see the influence of those films here, I sure. think. Uh, he said, I was still trying to figure out the story when my friends told me about their experiences in marriage counselling. It sounded like a kind of mercenary experience, which I felt could be grafted on the skin of an action movie. Uh, Akiva Goldsman, screenwriter, producer, big shot Hollywood dude, uh, then got the ball rolling because he liked the script. He said, the story's about a married couple being forced to hunt down and kill each other, forced them to pay attention to each other for the first time in years. Um, so that's what he saw the appeal of this story being. Yep. 
Um, he said, I chose uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's such a good hook, isn't it? I mean, I've, I've, I think it's so clever. The idea of like a marriage falling apart and solving that through arguments with guns. Yeah, I think they fuck it up, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, and Lyman said that, that Doug Lyman, <laughs> uh, director Doug Lyman said that was the appeal of the script, was that I just made a film that glamorised action movies, action stars with the Bourne yep. identity, and this is the opposite. I wanted to make a movie that glamorised maintaining a marriage, and then made the action hero part seem easy, and the marriage part seem hard. Yeah. It all sounds good. Yeah. It all sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of it <laughs> is. <laughs> so I'm with you, Alex. I don't normally like those lists of actors that might have been in it, but obviously it's quite interesting here because... Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster <laughs> was nearly in it. <laughs> Jody what Foster. do I fancy doing now? <laughs> is she actually on your list? No. Oh, OK. Uh, Maybe it is True Lies. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it definitely... No, I didn't say it's like... It definitely is True Lies for Jodie Foster. Is and it? with this one, it was Nicole Kidman, who maybe you were getting them confused. Oh! It just seems so unlikely. If I'm her agent and I'm like, okay, Oscars, cool. Normally I'd be feeling really good about this because I'm right. I like the fact that Chris waited the entire Monday episode to not go, actually, Alex is right. I've waited three days. (laughs) Um, Yes, I think Jodie Foster went off and made Nell, I think, which is the one where she doesn't speak. It's quite different to True Lies. It's really different. Good on you, Jodie. Actually, I don't know what's better, to be honest. Um, So Nicole Kidman Kidman was originally cast... um, in the movie, alongside Brad Pitt. That's it. When she, that's her role in Aquaman when she became Nicole Codman. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Thanks. We should said that on the Aquaman episode. <laughs> uh, but then uh, Brad Pitt dropped out of the film, so Nicole Kidman dropped out. It then became a Will Smith, <clears throat> Catherine Zeta-Jones vehicle. What? Then it became a Johnny Depp, Kate Blanchett vehicle. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> I can see that. I can't. Then uh, Pitt returned to the film and Gwyneth Paltrow was going to play the role, which cool. would have been weird because yeah. obviously they were a... a a oh, big couple before it's they weren't. A, it's yeah. another hook, though. It's, an, yeah. it's it is a two, yeah, two exes getting together. Well, see, I'm only going to be in this if I can shack the person <laughs> I'm in it with, Doug. <laughs> uh, but then Gwyneth Paltrow left, and that's when Angelina Jolie came on board, and then they had their leads locked in. I read the, I found the production notes for this film at the time, and one of the producers says that he Laura. spent Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Angelina Jones' character was definitely called Laura. Uh, it's in the note. Uh, they took it and uh, they changed it. You know. Laura. Laura, right, right. Laura. Um, I, I, was, I was right. I know you were. You were. You're fine. Um, and, uh, yeah, he says they spent a long time romancing Jolie to get her in the film and I'm like oh in hindsight that's a really poor <laughs> poor choice of word there hindsight's 2020 <laughs> yeah uh, and apparently once the two of them were cast they pulled out a lot of the humour from the script they didn't like it was a much funnier film and a much okay. broader comedy uh, I read about there was like a scene where she she picks up his golf trophy to throw, and he says, "Oh, I've only I'm only custodian for a year. You can't." And she puts it down and gets something else. Oh, right. It was it was a, it was a funnier film, and I don't know whether I mean, Angie Jolie's not a big comedy person. Um, he is obviously, but yeah. So it became a more serious. I think it benefits from that. I think it's good. The the <clears> the, the tone of the humor it feels much more natural and authentic, and it feels like uh, organic for those characters yep. to do jokes at that level. And I think you know, you just look at something like uh, Keeping Up with the Joneses, sure, a much broader version. Go quite well with this, actually. <laughs> yes. 
but True Lies does as well. So yes, that's True fine. Lies does, yeah. Um, so just get a little bit of the background on the making of the film, because Doug Lyman, it does seem like... Things don't go well on a Doug Lyman set. Mad, isn't it? Uh, there's a funny connection this has to Bourne. So Bourne overran so much, I believe, that Matt Damon had to, could leave the film, go make Ocean's Eleven and come back, <laughs> and they were still filming and could get his stuff. It happened again here. Brad Pitt went off and made Ocean's Twelve <laughs> and came back, and they could still they were still going with this film. So um, I think it happened on Edge of Tomorrow as well. Yeah. It's like it's, he's famous for sort of like, but I think. You know, because he's got these amazing ideas and it's just sort of actually putting them into practice takes a little bit longer than he ever anticipates. Yes, and it means that it goes over budget. They said they were hemorrhaging money on this film, um, over schedule, um, and they eventually had to take a committee approach to guide its completion. So Akiva Goldsman says, the truth is Doug is a madman, uh, but I think he has the ability to have a movie coalesce around him Actors want to work with him and studios want the product that exists with his name on it. But several writers and producers who've worked with Lyman said that that chaos can inspire, but it can also be a hindrance. And that's LA Times really dig into this. Um, so so this, I'm going to talk a little bit about Bourne as well. Um, several individuals worked on Bourne say it went off track because Lyman constantly changed his mind about what he would do on any given day. He would set up, shoot something and then not shoot it. He, he, set up to shoot it and then not and he asked to reshoot scenes that had already been filmed he started trying to do that on this film and they said we can't they'd set up a huge stunt to shoot it for the whole day and then he changed his mind and they were like no we, it got to a point where his second unit guy was coming in and having to shoot it because Lyman says I want it changed and they were like no we've set up the stunt we can't go back and so that's why all the money is um, being hemorrhaged and so on Ocean's Eleven, uh, sorry, on The Born Identity, he clashed with Frank Marshall. Uh-huh. And um, Frank Marshall said he basically finished Born Identity and edited it. Lyman said that's not true. Uh, Frank's only directed one film, Congo. You decide who directed The Born Identity. Jesus. Yeah. Like, don't go after Frank Marshall. <laughs> Are you mad? Don't go after Congo. No. Make me want green drug. Yeah, wink. have you seen Congo before Amazing. you even start staining yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah. Do you know Tim Curry's nuts? <laughs> Shut up. At the end of the day, look at Congo and look at my movies and let an audience figure out where that movie came from. Oh, and we'll see you from. on the next Bourne, will we? Oh, no. Oh, no, we won't. Well, no, there was a big fight behind the scenes over, over that because Lyman wanted to do it. Of course. And, and I think Damon was happy with it, but yeah. Yeah, but the boss else, said something. Yeah. Fucking me off if you want The director of Congo was not having any of it. Yeah. Play the game, honestly. But here's what um what culture report for this film. He had a huge set built for an action scene only to ditch it when he realised he could do a cheaper version in the desert. He filmed a wraparound story featuring Adam Brody recounting the plot to Estella Warren in a bar, which he did for safety and didn't use. He shot footage of Terence Stamp and Jacqueline Bissett playing the villains while tracking the couple down. When he decided that version didn't work, he reshot the scenes with Keith David and Angela Bassett instead. He finally and he concluded the movie didn't need main villains and all that was cut. Incorrect. It does need a villain. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But all this was shot. That's I mean, so these good. are big name actors. also where you said, oh, I could do wow. a cheaper version. Yeah. It's like, it's not cheaper now though, is it? Because no. we've set the fucking thing up. Yeah. So that money's all been spent. So yeah, you can do it cheaper in the desert. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know any of that. So yeah. Terrence Stamp was going to be a villain. Brilliant. Yes. You can see footage of it. It doesn't work it. without a villain. They're like, what? They're like, oh, the agency's coming for us. So we'll just kill all these people in 
in this room and then we're fine. You've got to kill the baddie. Well done for jumping to the end. Sorry, uh, but, but yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. That the end of this film is even Rubbish. I, even I, with all my love for this movie, think it's just a cop out. It's like so that's every member of, of the both of the agency. Yeah, and and and, and Keith David is, isn't going to set up another agency. He's yeah. not going to employ more people so to you. hunt you down. Yeah, right. And here's just one story from this set. Uh, at one point, Lyman urged Pitt to deliver more emotion in his performance. The actor pointed out that Lyman was shooting the back of his head. <laughs> Lyman says he doesn't remember that, but adds, I may have been wanting to get more emotion from the back of his head. I probably succeeded. Fair enough. Well, I think. There is actor, that do bit. your job. Yeah. <laughs> There's that bit where he sort of like, he punches, uh, you know, a little Brad, it's a very Brad Pitt moment where he's walking towards the house after she's stolen all his guns. Oh, yeah. And he's livid. Yeah. Could have been that scene. Could have been that. Yeah. He emotes more and you only see the back of his head, but he uses his arms. Does Lyman mention them? <laughs> he doesn't, no. no. So uh, let's get into the movie. I'll, I'll talk more about what went wrong uh, as we go through it. But we kick off with some therapy. Our first piece of therapy, John and Jane. Mm. They don't think they need to be there. They've been married for five or six years. Uh, and they just need to check the oil is how he puts it in terms of yep. uh, their need for therapy. Are they happy? Give it an eight out of ten. Yeah. A score out of ten. How often do you have sex? Zero would be nothing. Mm-hmm. That's not a funny line. I don't know. I, I was they're, a bit sm- they're a bit smug here, aren't they? Does it include the weekend, all of that? Do you yeah. know whose voice it is? No. William Fitcher. Is it? Yeah. He's the therapist. Okay. He's it's- so good in Go. He's very good at go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he actually works really well. I like these therapy scenes. No, they're fine. I like them because when they first came up, I was like, oh, it's going to be like when Harry met Sally. <laughs> they're going to talk about how they met and how much they love each other. It's kind of brutal <clears throat> therapy. And it's fine that you don't get it because you've honestly, anyone who went to see this film, if they read anything, was like, I am seeing a couple form. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to not think of that and you're like oh I'm going to see some sparks and then you're like oh I'm not though <laughs> so that's a bit of a shame it's a little confusing as to what point this therapy is taking place I mean I think we're led to believe this is before this stuff happens this stuff happens mm, yeah. and then yeah, right yeah. okay sure I like the five six years thing though. I think that's quite cute yeah I, my issue certainly watching this time I can't remember what I thought the first time I watched it was that I just don't like them here yeah and so that's that then leads into a problem with the whole film. Yeah, it ruins the rest of it, really. <laughs> there's, a, there is a, yeah, there's right. just something about the pair of them. And I don't know if it's the actors or the characters or the, I, the dialogue, but it's just... Having been in those... like you. Having been in those sessions, sure. I think if, if you are almost unwilling to be there, you do put up a protective barrier, which is to be quite flippant mm. about the whole purpose Yeah. Of therapy, and so that's what I took from them, and the fact that Brad Pitt is saying, John is saying, I don't really want to be here. Mm-hmm. Then I go, okay, I get why you're quite dismissive and a little bit smug in yeah. this mm-hmm. scene because you just don't believe in the whole process you're going yeah, through. That yeah, works. so that's why I forgive them. Fair enough. So uh, we're next. We're in Bogota, uh-huh. and we see the pair of them meet each other. Um, secret spies. Uh, neither knows the other one is a spy. Um, <laughs> now I don't like them in this scene because no, they're awful. <laughs> they're in Bogota, and she's drinking a drink in a, in a bar. She throws the bar's glass in an oil drum. Uh, which you're not meant to do <laughs> with the property of a bar. Following scene, they're in a hotel. 
He just drops the hotel's coffee cup on the ground. He does. You're not... This is other people's stuff. This is one uh, of the things that I... You know, again, second mention for Robin High Fidelity out of nowhere, right? So the sketch of the sensitive nervous guy, I just went... You know, I said I will never reveal the, the secrets as I understand them of what the women do. Yep. This is one of them. Pretend to like dancing in the rain. We don't like dancing in the rain. No one does. It will fuck up your hair and makeup. It's freezing. Mm, it's warm rain, though. It's warm rain. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Unless you're definitely going to have a sex shower after, don't bother. I, I dated an awful girl at uni for one week, and she liked dancing in the rain. Yeah. We were in bed one night, and she said, oh, let's go and dance in the rain. And I was like, what? And she goes, okay, I want to dance in the rain. And she went out in her nightie. I saw her out the window dancing. I was like, fuck that. I'm not Cold going out place, there. Yeah. I am breaking up with you tomorrow. <laughs> lock, lock the door. Can I get my kids to have a hot shower? No. <laughs> and you fucked Did up you? your hair and makeup, like I said you would. <laughs> um, the dance, it, it reminded me of Romancing the Stone. Yeah. Uh, sort of. I felt like they're probably paying homage to that. I think what's nice about the dancing, though, is they're both leading or they're both trying to lead which is a good bit of character sure. um, development there. But um, I also thought it was quite sexy. I felt like them getting together, I did feel like, oh, this is... The trouble is, we spend a lot of time here because they are two very sexy people. And then later on, we've got the scenes with their respective friends. And Brad Pitt is saying to Vince Vaughn, she's spontaneous, she's this, she's this, she's like Batman, whatever. And we never see any of that. All we've got is you had a dance in the rain and now you're going to get married? Like mm. that, I could have done with one more scene where you see them do some fun shit together. They go to the fair on oh, US please. soil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, but that is that scene. Yeah, that is that scene, but um, that's not quite enough. And that scene's not there for their chemistry. It's there to go, he's a spy, she's a spy, because they're both like a sharpshooter or whatever. Yeah, which I feel like I have seen. Mm. A sharpshooter mm. at, at, at the fair. fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. You get a little bit of the competitiveness, though, the fact that she intentionally messes up because you don't want to admit you're a spy. And then she goes, no, actually, now you've now you've done quite well. Yeah. I, I may blow my cover here yeah. and, <laughs> and do really well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the jobs are... He's in construction and she is in uh, tech support. Uh, we see their home. Yeah. Found some quotes from the, the person, the production designer. It symbolises their dying relationship. It is a space overflowing with creature comforts, exemplifying the height of style, but with no real warmth and heart or soul. Yeah. Theirs is a house, not a home. Why is she so domestically focused? Like, I did, it took me ages to figure out that she's also got a job. Like, I thought she was like, I'm Jane the homemaker and you go out to work. When she says to him, dinner's at seven, I I was like, you must be meeting in a restaurant. I make your dinner at seven every day. Like, mm. what the fuck is this? But she doesn't. We find out later she doesn't. Yeah, but why cook. is it her responsibility? Like, that's why your marriage is in trouble. Because it's the cover, isn't it? The cover is she's got to be a she's, homemaker. She's not a homemaker. She runs a tech company. That's her cover. So why is she the person that's in charge of the meals? And then she's like, oh, I'm so sad because all I think about is curtains. But you have another job. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. If she's if the cover is homemaker, then fine. Mm, but it's also but, a cover from him. She's trying to hide from him that she's... A spy as well. But she's not hiding that she works at a tech company. No. So why does she have to be the person that's solely in charge of their domestic responsibilities? It just wait, doesn't make any sense wait, to wait, me. Wait, wait, wait. I'm coming. I'm, for some reason, I've decided to come down this rabbit hole with you. Right. So. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna tap out for a minute. But it's, <laughs> I don't actually fucking care. For the, for the same reason. We're thinking about this film more than they did. For the same yeah. reason that he engages in the, the, the local golf tournament. They, they're playing at being, you know, yeah. regular suburbanites. Yeah. Because. So a regular suburbanites, they don't share the chores. 
Is that what that's saying? I'm sure he does the garden, but she does the cooking. I'm Every sh- day at the same time. He's well, in the tool shed. But this is what he says later. He says you approached our marriage like a mission to be executed yeah. and planned to within an nth degree, which is the kind of assassin she is. Yeah. We see that throughout the film. Like He's very freeform and improvises, and she likes routine mm. and organising things as is. So she has probably made that decision, this is, this is how I want to run this marriage, which okay. is why their marriage is in trouble. She wants to run the house as well as have the job. Those curtains are hideous. They are Fact. hideous. No, no, I think that's fair. So she's running the house like she runs her that's career. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. All right, fine. Um, and on that boring bombshell, let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And we're back with a scene in which Ben, played by Adam Brody, wants to see the boss of the, boss of the agency, Father, played it looks like by Keith David and he gets given an assignment and what the fuck we don't see what the assignment is I was I, I don't I, know who he is I, I I just don't get it it's he's the ta- his nickname's the tank I'm gonna get to that a bit later but it's 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 very strange because this is so obviously having read the behind the scenes this is part of a larger plot a larger subplot it was Keith David and Angela Bassett in charge of the two agencies going to war with each other you only hear Angela Bassett's voice in the film Keith David appears on a screen and it's yeah. just it's all cut and so but I guess they have to have this scene actually I don't think they had to have this scene but that's my change this, this whole thing undermines the the whole film but do you know what it's near the end so I'll leave it uh, therapy session two um, John's there alone moaning about her uh, she's there alone moaning about him this time Fine. Uh, nice. they're told there are millions of couples experiencing the same problems um, but their problems seem to amount to her adding peas to their dinner <laughs> I don't know. So we see them both in action anyway. She heads to a hotel. She's got some handcuffs. She also, strips wait, down. Sorry, I can't get past this. They're happy professionally, aren't they? Because he's happy in his work. He, his wife doesn't know about it. She's happy in her work. Her husband doesn't know about it. Yeah. So professionally, they're happy. Their marriage is upsetting to them. But the reason their marriage isn't working is because they've never loved each other enough to tell the truth. 
Mm-hmm. So is this a marriage worth saving at all? That's when I'm in the therapy scene. I'm like, you two are fucked anyway, because mm. you've been together for five slash six years, which is a really long time to not go, oh, do you know what? I've just got something to tell you. Like, but isn't it that, and it's sort of a little bit in true lies, it's more, it's losing that, so they've lost the spark, which happens to every marriage after a few years, so I'm told. <laughs> and also but why have they never been honest with each other in true lies why, it works because he's the spy do you, you mean can't... why haven't they told each other that they're spies yes. because you just don't do that it's like you know within the within the realm of this movie it's just not a done thing because okay. you don't know that the other person he doesn't they don't know that the other is a spy so if he told yeah. his regular wife or she told her regular husband who works in construction I'm an assassin oh, okay. and I've killed a lot of people yeah. what the fuck do you think that is going to do to his mind the marriage their cover yeah. this life in suburb it's just going to blow it I wide open is, you've got to a... remember that they don't both yeah. you know it's not hmm. like they both suddenly sit down and go you're a spy. Yeah, we I'm know spy. that it'll be fine if they tell each other. Yeah. Apart yeah. from the have to I suppose it's because they, they get married on a more or less a whim and a, a rain dance. You'd think this these kind of fractures would appear a bit sooner because they've got fuck all in common or whatever, apart from sex, which is enough sometimes. But two years, they could have been. We're, we're at two years and now we've realised we can't tell each You're other. You're being very specific. <laughs> <laughs> this film is fine if it was two years. Yeah, interesting. That can be your change. Interesting. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't so think you should think about this too deeply, Vicky. Yeah. I, <laughs> just give me a minute. It's I, just I, the premise. I think, I, I think also there's probably some suggestion that their inability to be completely honest with each other and keep up this front has meant that they've backed off a little bit in you know being that honest with each other because they can't because there's one thing which has probably bled through into other things that they can't totally Mm. be honest because they're constantly worried about protecting their secret Uh, identity excuse me I said the boring bit was over yeah sorry (laughs) but it's just then you're like why bother saving the marriage the marriage is done because there was something there in the first place okay They they met each other on a job so maybe like at that point they were both you know Doing assassiny stuff in Bogota. They were, yeah. And so that was, there was a sort of, they were both in the midst of a job and that was quite exciting. And then yeah. obviously they can't keep doing that together because the other person doesn't know it. Yeah. It's boring, boring, boring. <laughs> So, okay, we see them in action. Yeah. She heads to a hotel. She's got some handcuffs. She strips down. She punishes a bad boy. She breaks his neck and she abseils down using her handbag. So, That's I'm annoyed at this scene because it's like, oh, like I said right at the beginning on Monday, if you're a lady spy, your work involves sex. But then she gets to be actual Batman, so it doesn't matter. Like okay. she, she gets the... the Brad Pitt's brilliant in his poker scene and that's really funny. His cover is like, oh, I'm just, his cover uses ruse and cunning and her cover uses BDSM and those things are not equal. But then because she gets the big action scene, I don't think Brad Pitt's like shooting in that. It's, it's fine, whatever, but it's not as cool as Batman. So then she gets to be Batman, and I think, thank you, Doug, you sorted that out for me because otherwise I'm pissed off. And it fits with the characters as well because her agency is super high tech, his is kind of low rent yeah. and a little bit down and dirty. Yeah. So she would have the good tech. And I remember that scene, I think it was in the trailer, and I was like, that I want, is incredible. <laughs> I want to see this movie because of that scene. Yeah, it's great. Because it, it, you're right. She looked, it's one of the, it's probably one of the standout moments of the entire film. Mm. It's a bit smug, but did you uh, did you like did you want one of those handbags? <laughs> I guess when would I yes. ever use it? Yeah. But you know what? It's when do I use any of my handbags? All right. <laughs> what? I just buy shoes and bags. Uh, they go to Chris White's house. That's quite weird, isn't it? Oh shit! Yeah, I, do you know what? I spent the entire movie looking at him, going, mm. I know "You probably you. interviewed him, haven't yeah, you?" Yeah, yeah, I, I interviewed him. What was uh, it? Was one of the Twilight movies? And sure, he did a Twilight Golden Compass, Golden Compass was, um, about a boy he directed. 
Oh right, this is you know they, they go to that couple's house. Yeah, um, I think he didn't he write Solo. He was one of the screenwriters on Solo. Okay, yeah, uh, and, and American Pie. American Pie is Chris White, isn't it? Anyway, I don't know about that. I think anyway, Chris White. Um, so he's having money talk with the men. She's having baby talk with the women. She doesn't like holding a baby. Oh, classic. As the song "Baby Baby" by Amy Grant is playing. Yeah, that is a bit on the nose. She's made to hold a baby. You've seen that scene one thousand times where she's like, "Oh, gross, a baby!" Yeah. But the baby likes her, and you think, okay, this will come back because this is why I mention it. You've been together for five slash six years, at which time maybe a baby conversation could have happened. If it's two years, maybe not. So I was like, well. That will come back. No, it won't. That's forgotten about. Like mm. he looks at her, she's like, "Oh, I'm holding a baby. Do we have to talk about this? Whatever. Nope, just forget about it. It doesn't matter. The entire sequence doesn't need to be in the film, <laughs> no. does it? Does it? No. Nothing happens in this in this scene that's useful. No. Uh, <laughs> no, because he does like. The, there is a nice moment where he does mention after they've been at the neighbor's soiree. He goes, "I really did like your dress tonight." Yeah, and that's quite touching because sure. he's doing something nice. Sure. Exactly. So we've got the big mission now. Um, they both get set on a mission. He really does have everything under his tool shed, like he said. Uh, <laughs> she's got hers in the oven. Man shed, woman kitchen Great. for the weapons. Perfect. Um, and they've both <laughs> been asked to kill Benjamin the Tank, played by Adam Brody. Played by the very slight Adam Brody, yeah. Yep. Uh, what if... Is it, 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 that's an intentional joke, though. It's I, Someone somewhere has gone, wouldn't it be funny if we called mm. uh, Adam, Adam Brody... The, the tank yeah. and, and kept referencing it because people do reference it. People go, the tank at least twice. So it is meant to be a joke. Yeah. So the plan is uh, jumping ahead because we need to. So they're both sent to kill the same man yeah. with the hope that they kill each other. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make a huge amount of sense. What if no sense. They're the best assassins in the business. Yeah. One of them is going to kill him straight away. Also, Job done. At the end, and then what, what happens then? Like, oh, the agency knows you're married, so they sent you to kill each other. The agency therefore knows you live in the same fucking house so just blow the house up it's the same end like the that reveal is bullshit because that reveal puts you back where we were so you don't advance the plot that reveal goes the agency's after you he goes you were always the target so where we're back in the plot is the agency is still after you but the agency's stupid because they could have assassinated you both at home really easily because you live together because you're married so stupid great scene though what in the desert it's really cool if he killed but if one of them kills Ben, what happens? Yeah. Yeah, they're the best in the business, like you say. It's all been done ben. with in five what, seconds. Yeah. I, I don't, and, and then one of them will kill... And then, so they see each other and they decide... One, they're not going to kill each other at exactly the same time. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> That's very true. That, that we, it would actually be very lucky. If <laughs> yes, what I'm talking about. <laughs> they fire their guns at the same second. <laughs> now yeah. that that was the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Love it when a plan comes together. Yeah, yeah you're kinda, so right. That's kind of true. I didn't uh, think of that. I, I forgive it because it's so close to the end when it's like, I was the bait. You were meant to kill each other. I'm like, fine, whatever. Yeah. Because I, it doesn't. It doesn't destroy the scene for me because I don't know that silly piece of information at this point. Yeah. So it's fun. Uh, her operation is all women, super futuristic. His is dusty and old. Um, and so he's acting the fool in a buggy. Um, she doesn't smell a rat until he grabs his widow maker. She shoots him uh, at him and they both fail uh, to hit their target. And then it's sort of a race against time to ID the other person. I mean, I, I do quite like the scene 
where she is looking at computer footage of him trying to see if she can identify this bloke and the, the assistant says, Jane, it's your husband. Because <laughs> he's on the phone. I think, oh, that's a nice little, that's a nice little moment. There's some great lines here, like when he returns home and they both sort of half suspect. Yeah, they both go and get other. their guns. Yeah. And then he's like, she's like, you're home early. And he's like, yeah, I missed you. I missed you too. Good. Is this the dinner scene? Because they missed each other. Oh, yeah, I see. But is this the, the dinner? Is that what you mean? When they go home and yeah. this this is the most turgid, slow, nonsense scene I think I've seen for quite a long time. Really? Jesus Christ. You mean where the, With the where, knives. Where he's not sure oh, if he poisoned, me. if it's poisoned and yeah. then she eats the it's olives. It's just... It, the, the word is turgid. Well, I like it. It doesn't have pace. Simon Kiss was like, the kineticism and whatever, that's not there anymore. Like, oh no, I understand that the director must have gone, you two are clearly fucking each other. Let's just have you look at each other for quite a long time. Move it along. Like, yeah. It's just so boring. I, do, do you not... I, do you know, but like, you're saying it's boring, but picking up on all the different little moments yeah, in it, yeah. because it's like, has she poisoned the martini? No, she hasn't, because she eats the olives out of the martini. Yeah, but it's not then, fast enough. Then he's like, oh, pot roast, my favourite. And he has the pot roast on his plate, and he carves. There's just such a no, weird but then moment she... where Brad Pitt is eating meat slowly. <laughs> just funny. Because he, like, he realises that she's eating the green beans, but not the pot roast. So yeah. the suggestion is it might be poisoned. But then the only bit I don't get is he sees the reflection of poison. Poison in yeah. the mirror. What is that actually in? Well, she's probably cleaned the whole house because for some reason Angelina Jolie is like a domestic goddess in this thing and right. she's just cleaned the drains. I don't know. Okay. I just, I understand the point of it. It's a dance. It's sex. It's food. It's are they going to kill each other? And it's rubbish. They've done it wrong. I mean, it's, I, I don't want to go into my change too early, but the, the, <laughs> this scene... Every time I watch this scene, I think this is where the big shootout in the house starts. Yeah. I think mm. it goes from this dinner to yeah. them realising that the other is yeah. the other person who uh-huh. they're meant to kill. And then it escalates into a gunfight and it finishes 100%. with the exploding house and the destruction of their old lives yeah. after they've had sex. This whole thing plays out as yeah. your act two. That doesn't happen. No, I, got no. confu- I got confused when I was doing my notes. It's like, oh, there's two dinner scenes? The, the, well, it's like, end with them fighting? It's like... And they go back to the house yeah, where they, they had the dinner the scene for yeah. another scene where they're not entirely sure if they're going to kill each other, mm. yeah. which is mad because you have this entire middle section. And I, I, granted, I like this film. Act two treads water to a ridiculous mm. degree. Yeah. Like, how many times is it like, I'm going to kill him? No, I'm not. Oh, you pressed the button, but it wasn't me. Oh, you shot at me, but it wasn't me. Are they going to kill each other? Do they want to kill each other? Do they love each other? Back and forth and back and forth. I'm like, get the fuck on with and, it. And my problem is through all this, I'm not really rooting for them. No. Which well, is... no and you don't really know who you should be rooting for. No. I think it then leans into Brad Pitt does love her. Sorry, John loves her and she's holding back for whatever reason because especially like with the christmas morning thing and she's just like nope but he she kills him first in the lift or she thinks she has so then i think you're meant to root for him because she's badder than him Mm -hmm. i don't know and this is where it gets confusing because it's like he shot at her in the car but it was an accident there seems like a lot of accidents where the other thinks they've tried to kill them Mm. yep so, yeah, as you said, there's the action scene here. Drives with him on the top of the car. He goes off a ridge. Uh, and this is when they realise they might have to kill each other. As Vince Vaughn, as Eddie says, they all try to kill you. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. He lives with his mum because she's the only woman he could trust. <laughs> um, to reinforce that belief, Jane clears their house, including all the money and weapons under the tool shed. So Vince Vaughn lives with his mum. Mm. And there's a scene where he shouts upstairs, going, Mum, we're on high alert here. I almost killed you right there. 
I couldn't believe how similar this was to Will Ferrell's character in Wedding Crashers, who lives with his mum and is shouting, barking orders at her. Kate, I was thinking, what's the timing on this? Same year, both got Vince Vaughn in them. Wow. Both got characters called The Tank in them. No. Vince Vaughn's in both of them. Couldn't he have said, oh, no, hold on. <laughs> Wait. We can't, this is, this is the same thing. <laughs> I'm in one of these scenes. Um, um, I have a question. Could you explain to me the restaurant scene? Why? <laughs> so it, it's, it's another scene where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, do they love each other or not? But... She goes up to the toilet. People run out of the toilet screaming. The toilet mm. then explodes. Good question, yeah. Why, what why, was that all about? Why does she bomb the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> I Honestly, I, I've watched, I, I literally watched that scene twice over the weekend going, mm. why does she but bomb also, the toilet? what does she say to them to make them run out of the toilet? Right. I'm going to bomb the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> or she's put a bomb down. <laughs> I guess, you yeah. Know, you'd run what? out. If someone put a ticking bomb down and, on would, the sink, you'd you be would. like, mm. Yeah, time but to she, go. So she's already attached a bomb to John, then she goes to the toilet, bombs the toilet, <laughs> then runs off in the crowd, then he goes outside and there's already a bomb before she bombed the toilet attached to him. Yeah. That he then puts in a mailbox. Yeah. It's... Uh, I just don't understand what's happening. I think it's just a bit crap because like, she kills him in the lift and then she's like, I know what I'll do. I'll go and dine alone at the restaurant at which she proposed. Yeah. Fine. And he just knows that because he's not dead and whatever. But this, it's just kind of like trying to keep an eye on the comedy because they do the tango. That's all fine. But they, he gets her knife and he chucks it across the room. And it's like, so now we're into more slapstick sort of like, again, like kind of naked gun torture because no one goes, excuse me, sir, you can't throw a knife across the room. Like, that appears to be acceptable within the conversation finds of this film. Well, he's, he's a good assassin, so no one saw. No one no saw, one saw. <laughs> But we get, we get character stuff here as well because she he says she approached their job, uh, their marriage like a job, yep. which is ties in with what you were which saying. Which I think is fine. And she says, well, you just ignored it, which is obviously uh, part of his problem. Yeah. But, um, but then they get back to the house and it's the fight. And, and watching it this time, I'm thinking, I don't know how much I enjoy watching a husband punch his wife. No. Don't know how entertaining that is. Also, I mean, it's a bit weird that you've got these stories in real life of Brad Pitt going crazy on a plane when he's drunk with the family and you thought, this is, it's like actually true lies when Alicia Dushku has said stuff about what happened to her with the the scene at the end and horrible Mm. stuff on set and then her getting injured and this, it's just like, I'm just really uncomfortable with watching domestic violence as sort of entertainment yeah. here. But also oh. they're obviously nervous of it because there's a bit where he's clearly kicking the shit out of it but it's hidden behind, behind the, a couch. Yeah, exactly. So, so the film knows it's bad so yeah. like, otherwise they just... We're doing it. it but you won't have to look at it. Yeah. I think it's... I think... I think you need it to happen in the film so there is no real avoiding it you need yeah. them to have this fight the the film is building up to them taking each other on it turns from a gunfight mm-hmm. into a fist fight that they had some levity by playing express yourself That's, that uh, annoyed me oh i loved it i love the song but it's like what's he doing here like mm. they're expressing themselves uh, yeah, no yeah. it's on the nose but, uh, yeah but, but still i i i, I think it's it, it plays it in such a way where everyone gets their fair hit. It's like every time you think, "Oh, that's that's bad," because he's a man and he's like he, he's hitting his wife. Yeah. It then reverses it, so there's like that that line where she's like, "Who's your daddy now?" Mm-hmm. And it's like she's actually physically overpowered him or used her skill to defeat him. So I think they are very careful about the parity in this scene, and I actually think it's very a, good. I think there's I like a much it. more. Yeah, I think there's I a much like more it. elegant way of doing it than having him kick the crap out of her behind the couch I think there's a more elegant way of doing this violence bit. All the, it, 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 it works apart from I just the hiding it behind the couch threw me because then it's like oh you you know it 
you don't want me to see that, so then why show me any of that? Like, you just use weapons, use whatever, trip him up, I don't know, whatever. They point guns at each other, then they're shagging, sort of sex and violence is becoming, sure. crossing over here. Uh, and then they start comparing notes about work. It's quite, that's quite cute. That's really, really lovely. Mm. I thought that was really nice. Yeah. Like, it's the best moment of the whole thing, because they sound like normal people. Yeah. You can see why the two of them actually get on in real life, yep. or did get on in real life. And that's the sort of stuff that's like, God, wouldn't it be nice to share the anxieties and the the, the war wounds of being a spy with mm. the person you love most in the world like when she says I can't, I've got no feeling in these three fingers like that's such a little yeah. thing but they're having a normal conversation about the abnormal lives that yeah. they lead I felt really relieved this is the message it's like be honest be yeah. honest with your partner don't yeah. have secrets tell the truth I just mm. can't cope Not with when life. they're like we've had sex and now we're hungry fine <clears throat> let's have some juice Please don't drink out of that broken glass. Oh it my god, it's broken down. Me out so what much. are they doing? Just don't have what, the juice. First of all, she's walking on broken glass. I'm like, you can't oh no, walk. You can't do that. that that's like, not right. <laughs> unless you're that much of an assassin, you aren't affected by glass. Mm. But yeah, the broken and glass. And he looks at her, like, oh, that's cute that she's walking on broken glasses. Yeah. So when my cousin was a toddler, his party trick was uh, biting into glasses. Yeah, so you couldn't let, ever let him have a glass. My dad accidentally did it once. Oh shit! Did he swallow the glass? Mm, he didn't normally swallow it. No. Jesus, can't you die? <laughs> it's not. It's not a good habit it's to get into. A general question for Chris. He's still alive. He's still alive. <laughs> no, Chris cannot die. <laughs> Never die. Um, and so then there's the attack. There's sort of flash flares, guns, grenades. A robot drops a bomb in there. <laughs> Fine. It didn't need to be a robot. It didn't need to be a robot. I love that bit. It's like, they've got assassins, they've got people with loads of guns. There's a robot assassin? What? Is the the robot being controlled by someone or is he AI? Is he an independent (laughs) robot assassin? Um, And the house explodes and all the assassins are after them. Because their old life, they've destroyed their old life to enter their new life. It's so clever. And so we've got a chase where they're arguing with each other. He doesn't like her cooking. She's never cooked. Um, I like the fact that he's doing his being the playing Johnny Big Bollocks with the evasive driving and then she takes over and she's much better at the driving than him it's a a well directed car chase it's very well and it's good fun the dialogue he was previously married it's all coming out now she's an orphan paid an actor to give her away at the wedding Uh, I like it a domestic argument during an action scene she says she's Jewish that's brilliant she says she's Jewish yes excellent Um, but uh, they see Eddie so Eddie can tell them to stay alive you've got to go your separate ways if you remain together you're dead so we're supposed to give a shit now <laughs> uh, they get the tank they get the tank uh, they want to know why both their bosses want Ben dead Ben's sitting there in a fight club t-shirt I, know. I don't know how I feel about that I liked it because I liked it but then when I thought about it more I didn't like it it's smug isn't it yeah <laughs> I mean it, it takes you out of the movie it takes you out of the movie completely, yeah. completely. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out he's not the target they are uh, when the agency found out they're married uh, sent them to the same target and expected them to rub each other out he was bait he is bait. I don't understand. The, yeah, as I said, I've written it, I don't understand the plan unless they fire guns at exactly the same time. Um, uh, army of assassins coming after them. Um, does that st- not annoy you? Like, you've looked at the script and you've read the script and no one's gone, oh, hang on, hang on, one second. Logic problem, guys, just want to flag. And you can write your way out of it, but you've shot the whole film. You mean what Chris is talking what about? What Chris has just said. What, what I, mean, I said as well, which is why I'm not well, their house up, but also much more what he said. Let's be fair enough. How could it work? How could they both kill each other at the same time? Well, is, there, you, is, is, is there a way of doing it? You send them to a trap, which is deadly, and they both die in the trap, mm, but the trap is That's not what big. this one is, though. This no. is their, their assassins, their trained assassins, they're going to kill each other. Mm. 
I don't, I don't, I don't, he poisoned him and then he shoots her, but he's already or been the, poisoned, so Romeo tank, and Juliet kind the of thing. Is the tank is a bomb, right? Adam Brody's a bomb, a man bomb. Yeah. Yeah, but so. that's not the plan. The plan is they, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They, they definitely they kill each other. Alex, yeah. come on. Uh, I think if, could, if one of them decides to uh, use a wild animal to kill the other, a lion or perhaps a hippo, because <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and they lose control of it when they're trying to get it back in the truck, and then it kills, them. and it kills them. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, what we what we what need is for Keith David earlier on to really sort of lean on Angela Jolie. Like, By the way, you need to use that hippo we've got. <laughs> no, nah, I'm right with the poison. It's, it's, it's the Romeo and Juliet thing. <laughs> yeah, take the poison, kill the other person, and don't realise that you're mm. dying. Okay, there we go. I like hippo. <laughs> no, that is good. Um, so we bought a hippo. You need to use it. It's yeah. one line. Angela Bass is not in this film anymore, but the hippo stays. So I feel like there might be stuff missing from the film here. They're, they're under a grate mm. and then they're in an Ikea. And it, what? I don't know how we got here, but all the assassins. No. And actually, that was an old Ikea warehouse that they, oh, they shot it in, lovely. even though it's not an Ikea. It's a yeah. kitchen store. Or domestic. The, the, it's the domestic theme, though, isn't it? Yeah. The, 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 the big finale is telegraphed. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to destroy this domesticity. I, I, I agree that at this point, even I'm like... Oh, I need one. I need to know one of the villains. I need one big bad there. You can have all the henchmen in the world, but there has to be one guy who's in charge who you want to see them take revenge on. Yeah. I, I guess Keith David yeah. um, in this movie should show up. Um, and just yeah, like, you're, you're not wrong, actually, Al. <laughs> yeah. But because I think as an action sequence, this looks great. I'm yeah. just sort of like, what's, what's the plan? What's and, the end result? And Where it, are we going? And it's that thing. We we, we know and we're now seeing John making it up as he goes along uh, uh, Jane being more direct and then and then together it really works They're, as a partnership they are sort of the perfect assassin they're sort of yin and yang so it is and it's it's well shot uh, they put on suits oh, that, that would be a good idea wouldn't it if they both failed on a mission because of the way they were like Jane was too well organised yeah. uh-huh. and couldn't improvise and John was a little bit slapdash Say more. and they failed uh-huh. and then when they end up working together at the end it's yeah. like holy shit as a team we're they perfect. are now the best assassins in the world as opposed to failing individually <clears throat> I think it might be my change <laughs> we'll come back to that they put on suits yeah why do they do that because they're Mr. good looking people I Great. thought it was because they they look cooler in the sort of chainmail kind of body armour but I thought they put them on to look like sort of normal Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I thought it was something to do with the, the normality of their names right. looking really normal. And Finding the time <laughs> to do that yeah. when 40 hired. Not now, love. <laughs> yeah. we're, getting cha- we're getting changed. Why are we getting changed? Yeah. Have we got time for this? Um, they, they- good lift joke. Girl from Ipanema. <sighs> no. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that joke. Why? Because Deep Rising did it. Every film's done it. Yeah. Like, don't do Boring. lift music for, for five seconds. Of the dead. It's yep. smug. It's too smug. Uh, they're in the DIY section um, using DIY tools. They end up in a shed full of fertilizer with their bulletproofs uh, riddled, or their bulletproof vest riddled with bullets. Jane says to him, there's nowhere I'd rather be than right here with you. And I'm thinking, shit, they're going to do the Butch Cassidy ending. Yes, they ending. almost do, yeah. They almost do. They go out into the, the you know, they sort of, the way that they arc yeah, out into yeah. the light. They do. Uh, but they don't because they come out guns blazing uh, and shoot everyone. Yeah. And it does look cool in slow motion. Uh, I like the use of the music there. Um, the Mondo, I had to look it up. Mondo Bongo by Joe Strummer. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I went and downloaded that straight away and they kill everyone. I guess that's it. No, no more assassins are ever coming after them. <laughs> they killed all the assassins. But they do. <clears throat> I mean, look, as I said earlier, I, it's a cheat. But when we return to therapy... The therapist asks leading questions about if there's going to be uh, things that will uh, test them in the future and how they feel that together they're in a position where they're going to be able to deal with it, which is basically saying, obviously, this isn't over. They're going to come after you again. But now that we're a team, we're going to be okay to deal with it. So that is the like the there you go. Yeah. There is an end, an actual end, as opposed to a big question mark. Mm -hmm. They can they can deal with anything. Progress has been made. Mm -hmm. And sex question, it's a 10, the smug bastard. Yeah, right. <laughs> Probably is a 10, though, to be fair. And that is the end of the film. Oh, I thought you meant 10 times. I'd forgotten that it was no, on the scale. No, it's out of 10, yeah. yeah. It's giving himself 10 out of 10. Oh, right. I thought you meant we'd done it 10 times I this week. it is. I think it is 10 times because... Before it wasn't on a scale. Yeah, because he's like, how many times have you had sex okay. in the last week? What, what, what because she says I don't understand the question oh 10 times in a week mm. yeah that's what I think I it thought is. it was a 10 out of 10 situation I mean yeah. it's better either it's or I mean it's a lot so yeah it is a lot it's either yeah. a lot or it's very good either way <laughs> either way good for them <laughs> if it's a lot it's probably very good <laughs> otherwise why bother right I suppose <laughs> yeah uh, yeah but that's a big question Sure. <laughs> yep. Um, so I found an interview with Angie and Jolie. She said, um, Mr. And Miss, uh, our kids watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith's for the first time last year and they thought it was the funniest ever. Of course, seeing your own parents try to kill each other is for a child. It's like watching your parents play fight. It was very funny for them. She added, not a lot of people go to see a movie where their parents fall in love. Oh. Uh, comments that Jennifer Aniston branded uncool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was. Sim- I, I don't want to put pit the pit. The women against each other. But it was a bit Team Jen on this one because it's like, fine if you've met and you've fallen in love and marriages break up, but just don't bang on about it because <laughs> like, it's going to upset Jennifer Aniston, who's lovely. Yeah, and Angie Jolie did an interview uh, with Vogue that upset uh, Jennifer Aniston. She said there was stuff printed <coughs> in there that was definitely from a time when I was unaware that it was happening. Oh, gross. That stuff about how she couldn't wait to get to work every day. That was not cool. That is not as upsetting. Mm. Like, it's just not classy business, is it? That's all. That's all. Okay. Should we do the bits then? Yeah. Um, Vicky, favourite scene? Uh, Post fight sex chat. Mm. <laughs> because it's only little, but it's, they seem like real characters. They're not characters, these people. I don't I have a fucking clue what they're like. There's a bit where Brad Pitt. John says to Jane, and it's good for the repartee in the back of what he's like, you've got no idea what I'm capable of. She's like, yeah, right back at you. And it's like, I have literally no idea what you're capable of. Like, you haven't shown me anything. Mm. There was a bit of, th- there was something in Bogota that I didn't also get to see. I don't know who you are as people because you're so constrained by the plot here, which is like, don't show my real self that I don't know your real self. So why do I care about you? Uh, so when they're being themselves, I liked it. Alex. Express yourself. Uh, I love the fight scene. I mean, in fairness, I, I love the shootout that escalates into the fist fight, that escalates into the lovemaking, that escalates into the house exploding, that whole action sequence. But I do, I did chuckle when Express Yourself came on and the, the, she was throwing Brad Pitt through a glass cabinet. I was like, this is good. Mm. So that... Um, I like John killing the guys at the poker table. I think that's quite a cool and fun sequence. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That's all I've got for you. <laughs> Most valuable whatever, Alex Zane. Uh, Vince Vaughn is very good in this. I'm a big Vince <laughs> I've Vaughn written down, fan. I always like Vince Vaughn because I'm not sure what to say here. <laughs> I do really like Vince Vaughn. Like, I, Although, as we talked about on Four Christmases, 
I, I need Vince Vaughn to be good Vince Vaughn or I need Vince Vaughn to be Mm-mm. like do a lot but then only need little bits of him so they just cherry pick the best yeah. Yeah. like too much Vince Vaughn in a lead doing a shtick can be like oh my mm, god great. stop but here I think every like just these little asides like you know he wants like you know well, you, you do chocolate and vanilla maybe if you put them together in a little bowl there like just this stupid stuff that just adds uh, anyway it's not him though um I think Jolie is great. Uh, I think uh, Pitt is probably the best from the on-screen talent. I honestly think he's so good in this. Uh, Doug Lyman is a brilliant action director. I'm giving it to Simon Kinberg, though. Okay. I think this is such a good idea. Yeah, it's a good and idea. I, I do think, you know, it's possibly not been executed well uh, in parts, but I think the, <laughs> the, 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 the concept, and I don't know, it's very difficult to know whether this idea of Terrence Stamp hunting down them was in his original script, because that might have made it even better no, I don't think it was I think that there were 14 drafts and it, as I said this film was made by committee ultimately because I guess Simon Kimberg's script wasn't working so fine well it's still Simon Kimberg. <laughs> also coming say, up with the idea of two assassins in a failing marriage sorting out the differences with weapons uh, I also noticed in 1996 there was a TV series starring Scott Bakula and Maria Bello called Mr and Mrs Smith about um, two spies recruited by an intelligence agency imposing as a married couple really so yeah it's interesting just oh, putting that really? out there just putting that out there that's your thesis is it Simon Kimberg? <laughs> watch the telly <laughs> I'm not, then... not sure what year he was at uni but oh, just putting it out there I'm sticking with Kimberg. <laughs> Uh, Vicky, yeah, go. Uh, I can't say this is a straight face now. It's Vince Vaughn. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. But these are my I, actual I, notes. I can't... I, I wrote it down and thought, I'm not going to say it out loud. I know. I feel, and you both said it. I feel ashamed. This my, <laughs> just word for word, so I don't have to look at you. I honestly think it's Vince Vaughn, but I don't need him to be in it anymore. <laughs> no. No. It's like, oh, there's a friendly face. Yeah. He's going to say something funny. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there great, we go. Great. That's amazing. Uh... uh Vince Vaughn for me. Great. <laughs> he's earned it. Yeah. The, bit about, the bit about the ice cream. Yeah, when you he's mixing on the way. If you mix the two flavours together, yeah. what do you get? Yeah. From, yeah. from the film Swingers, really, directed by Doug Lyman, all of that stuff. Um, what would you change? Alex, come to you. Uh... I think I've done it. It's uh, it's simply that act two. Uh, once they find out that it is the other who is the other person, and they have to kill them, just it just gets so murky the motivations of each of them and how they feel about the other and whether they love them or not. And I understand that in part, it's like them trying to work out if they love the other person enough to not kill them and information is drip fed like they both think the marriage is a cover and then you find out that actually it wasn't a cover they got married because they really like each other it's sort of all there but I just feel that we're going back and forth and back and forth and I just need them to get to the house think they've poisoned each other have a firefight have sex blow up the house and get on with the movie Mm. that's it it's all of that so the reconciliation comes sooner they spend act two working the same job they're closer than ever they're being honest with each other all of that honesty but then the low point is they're too set in their particular ways and they can't make this thing work so therefore the marriage is in trouble because they're not about to give up their work because they both like their work so then do they need to split up and just go their separate ways that's the low point and it's all in there anyway like Mm. they have that conversation under the grey so what do they do they have a baddie, kill the baddie. They set up their own agents at the end and their closeness is an asset, but their understanding of each other's mutual differences 
differences which they can appreciate and live with. Hmm. So they're now the best in the business because he does it this way, she does it that way, they're honest with each other, it's all good and everything's fantastic and they're having 10 times worth of sex or whatever. Yeah, I, I think there is. there was an ending where you think they're on a mission together sort of five years in the future and they're doing surveillance but then you realise they're just on holiday looking for their kid. Oh. Who's sort of their toddler who they find. And so, so that's the button to the baby thing as well. Like, it does annoy me that it, they don't need to have kids or they don't need to want to have kids, but wouldn't it be good if there was a conversation where right at the end we're like, we don't want to do that. We're just going to have this cool life together. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Just all these hanging threads. I know exactly what you mean. It's a, it's a confused film. It's a scrappy, messy film, but yeah. there's yeah. something about it that just, I, I just... Just the fact that none of it makes it. any sense is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> and, 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 and they flailed around shooting all this other stuff that might have improved it. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean... My change, um, Ben being an agent should be as much a surprise to us as it is to them. The fact that they give us that information for the characters is ridiculous yeah. um, because we're, we, we, we're smelling a rat before we should. Uh, but, I mean, at the end, mine's about the villain, really. They're killing... There's a bunch of people are the villains at the end here who are getting killed, who are just the same as them. Mm -hmm. we, we've been told to love these two characters, but they're doing the same job as the people they're killing. So they're not villains. And so it's quite weird to watch a lot of people get killed mm -hmm. who aren't baddies in within this universe. So I just think Bogota, you've got to set something up at the start. John's there to kill a drug lord and he succeeds. And then five years later, that drug lord's brother is in town and is going to kill using her or whatever. Set it up at the start and bring it back at the end. Give us a villain because at the moment, just these faceless people, it's, it's, there's no satisfaction whatsoever. The action scene is well shot, but there's no emotional stakes to it at all. Agreed. All right then. Great. So... With that in mind, it's time for the verdict. Nice one. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! Okay, uh, I think I'm going to go first, and I think you're going to go, and then we're going to see <laughs> which way this puppy falls. Uh, so, True Lies makes me feel... A little bit grubby watching it. I honestly find a lot of seedy stuff in it and a lot of stuff that just is like, ugh. I come away from it feeling quite repulsed, to be perfectly honest. Bill Paxton peeing himself twice in a movie. And it's a testament to Jamie Lee Curtis and her performance that that film somehow gets away with not making you feel completely violated by a lot of the decisions it makes. Uh, it is possibly the only James Cameron film I fundamentally do not like. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is also a mess. That middle act is scrappy, to say the least. The ending seems like a cheat. But Pitt and Jolly are great, and I like the idea itself. Mr. and Mrs. Smith gets a my vote. Vicky. Um, I just have a lot of respect for taking what is a pretty simple pitch. So if James Bond had a family, but then running with the family element. So it's not actually about a spy balancing work and home. It's a spy rescuing home from the damage his work has done. And I really like that because it's less obvious and it's much more fun. The I get really on my high horse about scripty things just because the amounts of money that are flying around are like just mind bogglingly huge. And what you said about the fight scene, structurally, that fight could have come and should have come 15 minutes earlier. Nothing has changed and I can't forgive it. Like, that's just so basic. Like, everybody gets rinsed for structure 
but you don't. Like, I just, I just find it so annoying. <laughs> so I think structurally, I mean, true lies, it's, you know, it's a bit of a challenging watch, maybe. Not for me at 14. Um, but I just love it too much to see the badness. So, yes, true lies, 1,000%. So you are voting for the most erotic film you've ever seen. <laughs> okay. Did I say I'd ever seen? Or did I say ever made? Ever yeah, made, It actually. doesn't matter what you said. Yeah. <laughs> From now on, it's the most erotic film. <laughs> I stand by it. Yeah. Does it not make? No, you said it made you feel grubby, and yeah. I, that's a shame for it, you. I, I, it's such. It's so strange. This is. I don't know what's going on with you and I at the moment. <laughs> we need to maybe have a sit. Is, am I in the midst of a body swap comedy that I don't know about? <laughs> All right, then it's one apiece. So. Chris Tilly, who's going to be our winner? I wasn't sure coming into this at all. I hadn't written down an answer. But what I had written down is movies about spies and assassins are good. Movies about couples not getting along are fine. <laughs> Combining them maybe doesn't work. Yeah, That's what I'm seeing here. Uh, not a fan of either of these films anymore. Uh, True Lies just feels so cruel. Smith, Mr. Smith feels a bit vacuous to me. True Lies is racist and misogynist. We've gone into that. But 14-year-old me did love it. Mr. and Mrs. Smith... Just that real world stuff. I don't like it to, to, to have it in my brain, but the fact that the film's very existence upsets a human being, I find that upsetting. Aww. And Alex, you've talked me into this really. Um, the fact that we all, that we all nearly picked Vince Vaughn as the best <laughs> thing in Mr. and Mrs. Smith means I've got to vote for True Lies. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and 14-year-old, and, and I'm doing it for 14-year-old me who really I... thoroughly enjoyed True Lies in the cinema and... If, if I had a gun to my head, it's the one I'd probably watch again now. Yes, of course. Okay, okay. As long as I, I just sort of in the middle of that, in the middle of that, I, I, it felt like you, you were not picking Mr. and Mrs. Smith because Jennifer Aniston might be upset, <laughs> which is very noble. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling here, but the way you were defending this script, maybe I've got to. I can't vote for that because <laughs> right. it's scrappy, <laughs> fucking scrappy. <It> scrappy. <laughs> All right then, we have a winner, and that winner. Winner is True Lies. Grubby. Good. So, don't forget, uh, you can have your say and tell us how right or wrong you think we got it when the listener poll goes up on Twitter, where we are at ClashPod. OK, let's look ahead to next week. And for one week only, we are in Farch. So, <laughs> Chris, what was the clue you gave us? No, V, what Jesus, was the clue? Alex. <laughs> oh, it's Von Bergen. It's written down. Yeah. OK. The clue was, um, I can't believe you've forgotten this. I'll have a Martin McDouble, please. One with waffles, one with fish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Like... So you just don't on this podcast. We don't get to say fish very often, and so that's maybe say it all you like next <laughs> week. Apparently, yep. um, I haven't even seen it, so I don't even know. Right. So just tell uh, us what we're doing. <laughs> right, so we're doing in Bruges, which is available on Amazon, YouTube, etc., and the uh, the Banshees of Inner Sheeran, which is Disney Plus. So it is in Bruges versus the Banshees of Inner Sheeran. That is next week's one time only Farch episode. Do join us for that. In the meantime, don't forget you can subscribe to us if you haven't done already on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Check in with us on YouTube at Clash of the Titles YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. Find us on social media. We're at ClashBot across everything. We'll be back on Monday talking in Bruges. Have a lovely weekend. Bye-bye. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 